I want to talk to you about somebody who I think in a curious way is underrated. Someone who doesn't get as much play, not in the Torah and not in Jewish discussions as he should. It's true that he's mentioned, but he is not often highlighted. And I'm talking about Yitzchak, Isaac. Abraham is the great founder of the faith. And Abraham is uh, one who everybody shares in different traditions. And Jacob, Jacob wrestles with the angel. Jacob has the 12 tribes. Jacob becomes literally Israel. He gives his name to the Jewish people. But <laughs> what is Yitzchak? What is Isaac? The two major events in Isaac's life, the things that we know best, these are things where Isaac is acted upon, not where Isaac acts. So first is the Akedah, the binding of Isaac. And the second is the stealing of the birthright that we read about this morning. In both of those instances, Isaac is not the active partner, but the passive partner. He doesn't do anything. It is done to him. And so he seems a little bit like what my grandmother would call a nebish. Not so much a powerful partner. In fact, I remember my father saying many years ago that Isaac was similar to a man named Abraham Mendelssohn. Abraham Mendelssohn was a successful banker, but his father was the philosopher Moses Mendelssohn, and his son was the composer Felix Mendelssohn. So he said, the first half of my life, I was the son of my father, and the second half of my life, I was known as the father of my son. And Isaac is a little bit like that. He's got Abraham on one side and Jacob on the other. But I want to, in a couple minutes, make the case for Isaac, because there is something that Isaac has different from what I talked about last week that is crucial for human beings, that is particularly his gift, and that we should remember. Here are some things about Isaac that we know. We read in this week's portion, what does Isaac do with his life? He re digs the wells that his father Abraham had dug. The wells were there. The Philistines, out of spite, stopped them up. And what does Isaac do? He goes back and he redigs the same wells. That's one thing we know about Isaac. The second thing we know about Isaac is he is the only one of the Avot, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who never leaves Eretz Israel. He never leaves the land of Israel the ultimate patriot in a certain sense. Remember, Abraham goes down to Egypt and Abraham, of course, is born outside the land and Jacob also leaves home and Jacob also goes to Egypt, but not Isaac. Isaac stays in the land. The third thing that we know about Isaac is he is the only one of the Avot whose name has never changed. Avram becomes Avraham. Yaakov becomes Yisrael. Yitzchak stays Yitzchak. 
And then one other thing that you may not have actually ever noticed before, but maybe you did, Isaac is the only one of the Avot who is in lifelong partnership with one woman. He is the first one who is said to be in love with a woman. It says that he loved Rivka and she consoled him for the loss of his mother. So first Isaac was attached to Sarah as her child and then to Rivka as her husband. And that was it. Abraham had Hagar as well as Sarah, Yaakov, Rachel and Leah and Bilhah and Zilpah, but not, not Yitzchak. So what do we get from all this? What do we learn? We learn that in some ways there are personalities that require variety, change, difference in order to bring out their qualities. Jacob had to leave home to become who he was. He needed a variety of experiences to realize his true character and his true gifts. He had dreams as his son Joseph had dreams. If Yitzchak had dreams, we don't know. We haven't heard. But what Yitzchak had was resilience and the ability, the ability to constantly renew that which was already given to him. Abraham gave him wells. They, they were filled in. He dug them anew. He received from Abraham and from God, Eretz Yisrael, and he could find enough in that one land to satisfy him for his entire lifetime. He didn't have to go somewhere else. He reminds me of the great naturalist John Burroughs, who once wrote, if you want to see something new, take the same walk you took yesterday. That was Isaac. Isaac constantly found new. He was married to one woman because he constantly renewed their love. He didn't need to find someone else. He had the ability to go back inside himself and back to those whom he loved and to the place that he loved and to be who he was. He didn't have to change his name. He could find everything there was in Yitzchak. He was the preserver of tradition. He didn't have to create. He took what was given to him and he appreciated and renewed and deepened it and handed it on to Yaakov. These quiet qualities are the qualities we sometimes don't appreciate. He handled the fact that his children and even his wife played a trick on him, but he pulled himself together and blessed Esau as well. He handled the fact that his father brought him up to the mountain. We don't know what Yitzchak's reactions were, and there are all sorts of speculations and all sorts of ideas, but one thing that we do know is despite that, he raised his own family and sent Yaakov out into the world to be a success. This takes enormous strength, enormous courage, tremendous resilience. Yitzhak, after all, is named laughter. 
And maybe there is something funny about watching the world go around and spin and watching everybody go crazy and just sitting where you are and knowing there is enough here for a lifetime. There is enough in me to feel God's presence and the tradition and to feel fulfilled. So for all of us who have endless opportunities, who when this time is over, I'm sure we'll travel again and we'll meet lots of people and we'll constantly speak about how we are renewed by all the variety of things we have. It's also worth remembering Isaac who stayed in one place with one person and became the one who preserved the tradition that now we still celebrate thousands of years later. And I think maybe if Yitzhak knew that in the most beautiful, deep and encouraging way, he would laugh. Shabbat Shalom.